tragedy. Tragedy. Neat. Hello and welcome to Isn't It Neat, a podcast where we talk about things we think are neat. My name is Erin and I'm joined by my sisters Helen. Hello. And Caitlin. Hi. This week, we're taking a short intermission between movies of the Disney Renaissance because Caitlin and I went on an adventure. Where did we go? We went to see Into the Woods. Into Into the the Woods. woods. We went to the opera. Yes. Because we are midweek fancy people on a Wednesday night. (laughs) Yeah, Wednesday night (laughs) opera. Um, See Into the Woods, which was fun. So Mm. Into the Woods is a 1987 musical with music and lyrics by Stephen Sondheim and book by James Lapine or James Lapine. I don't know how to say that. It won three major Tony Awards, which were Best Score, Best Book and Best Actress in a Musical for Joanna Gleason, who played The Baker's Wife, um, which it was up against Phantom of the Opera. That was Phantom of the Opera year. So it did pretty well against that. The basic premise is that it intertwines the plots of several of the Brothers Grimm fairy tales. Rapunzel Uh, and Cinderella and Red Riding Hood for some reason. It's a jack and the beanstalk. beanstalk. <laughs> yep, and explores the consequences of the characters' wishes and quests. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So Helen didn't want to come with us. We said, do you want to go yeah. see Into the Woods? And she went, eh. we went, okay. <laughs> so we, we went into town to His Majesty's Theatre, which we mm-hmm. call The Madge. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sat in the really cheap seats. On like the side of the dress circle, the very very edge, so we could see half the stage and the orchestra pit, but yeah. somewhat into the wings, which is interesting. Mm. Um, and we got like where would we, where would we pay thirty dollars for the tickets? I think so, because the opera has under forties discount Cheap seats. Yeah, the, yeah, mm. <laughs> because young people are under forty when you're talking about the opera crowd. <laughs> when you're talking the, um, about the ballet. You have to be under 30. Or the, or Weso, or the symphony orchestra. Oh, yeah. Under 30. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, which is great because I'm no longer under 30 and Caitlin's no longer under 30. I'm still under 30. <laughs> Does it, yeah, 30? it doesn't matter because you don't want to go to anything. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. go to anything. You're wasting your under 30 status. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so have you, have you seen Into the Woods, Helen? Um, I've seen a couple of, I think it was on TV at some point. I've seen oh, bits of it. Oh, you've seen the, the film adaptation. Yeah, I, I've okay. heard a couple of the songs though, but I think they're mostly from the film, the one, those yeah. versions. They are the words, like, into the woods, the words. Printed. Into the woods and after the woods, woods and home. Yeah. And I've heard they're that. words that I can room. hear. As soon if I read them, if I see them, I'm like, into the woods. Into mm. the woods. <laughs> like, that's how I read them in my head. Go to go to grandmother's house. Da, 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 da. So I've seen, I haven't seen a live production of this before, but no. my first experience of it is the Broadway pro shot. With um, the uh, Bernadette Peters and yes. Joanna Gleason. Joanna Gleason. And uh, the baker is a name as well. Hang on. I will remember it. No, I can visualise his face. Yeah. Well, it's his face. All of their faces. Yeah. And Red Riding Hood keeps popping up in TV shows lately. The mm. woman who played Red Riding Hood. She was in, um, oh, she was in Tick, Tick, Boom. She was one of like the marketing 
Remember when he did that marketing stuff? Oh, yeah. And they had, like, the focus group? She's in there. And she's often, like, um, like a witness in a police case on, like, a police procedural. Like She pops up all over the place. Mm. Especially lately I'm noticing it, like, just things that I'm watching. I'm like, oh, it's red. <laughs> <laughs> I know her. But it, she could be, like, one of those, like, really proficient actors who – are just everywhere and if you're yeah works in, all the time and you're in the mm. industry you're like oh yeah definitely like everyone's worked with that person but like like the people who live in Toronto that mm. are like the local talent that they can they don't have to fly over from anywhere so they're like oh you can come mm. and do like this couple of lines or this this yeah. short scene or whatever maybe she lives yeah. in Toronto yeah. <laughs> maybe that's why she's maybe in, she in Toronto <laughs> yeah um, um but yeah it's great I lo- I love loving like a, a um a character or like a side character and then realizing that they're a side character in all of these other things <laughs> yeah yeah i do um, that sometimes with anime i'll be watching it and go he sounds like a different character that i know who plays a similar personality type <laughs> to this character yeah so you and i look it up and go actually. oh he was my favorite character in the last thing i was into yeah they've got like the archetype yeah and, yeah and it's the same yeah it's the same people so it's just, great. So they have the right type of voice and they just act this particular personality really well or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actively look for audiobooks that are read by Christian Coulson, who is an actor, but he just has a really good voice. Mm-hmm. I just like his voice. And it doesn't matter what he's reading. I'm just like, I want that Happy book. to listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the West Australian Opera... It was established in 1967, and it's been WA's only full-time professional opera since then, basically. We don't have another opera. And I tried to look it up because I kind of assumed that the opera companies work the same as ballet companies, but I don't think they do. So ballet companies, you like if you're a young ballet dancer, you... You start um, in the core. yeah, or there might be like an emergence, emerging artist program where you do like kind of an apprenticeship for a year or something and then maybe you you go into the the company where you're kind of employed mm. like mm. as a full-time company member and then whatever the company puts on, they like just use their pool of dancers and you kind of like work your way through the hierarchy up mm. to like principal and then you retire and become choreographer or artistic director or something and, and people change companies and stuff. Mm. Um, but there's always like... You, you're a company member and you belong in the company and that's their pool and that's the people that you'll see yeah. when they put on a production. And they're listed on the website as well. It's like our dancers. Mm. But the opera doesn't seem to work like that. Like no. they don't have they don't have like regular company members. They do have emerging artist programs that do like apprenticeships and stuff. But because I was thinking about uh, this production that we saw and there's people from kind of all over the place. It's like they've just like like any musical production, you get hired or you like do an audition and then you get hired for that production. Mm. I don't know. Um, I couldn't tell. And I tried Googling it and then it was just like trying to sell me opera tickets to all these different operas. And I'm like, but how does it work? Tell me, Google. I got the impression that because it's quite a small community, um, but it is a global community. So like potentially um, someone's going, oh, uh, such and such a theatre group are planning to stage this show and then they put out a like this show is coming up. 
and anyone who's interested or has like the voice in the range that they need um, puts themselves forward and they just sort of yeah, and I suppose around. all the singers will have like agents and stuff. Yeah, but and like rather the, than like like ballet dancers who don't really have agents, they just like audition for companies and then yeah. they've got a full time job. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose like like the WA Opera is a um, what do they call it? The theater? It's part of the theater trust, mm. um, and so it's got like a board of directors and taxpayer yeah. money that they spend and because <laughs> it's, like it's not it's a arts thing not a mm. profit yeah. thing yeah. yeah which I suppose it would be similar to like on Broadway each kind of house each theater would have shareholders and a board of directors and stuff and then they have to make the decision of what they're gonna let play and then what modifications need to happen and how and like mm. maintaining that theater and ensuring and stuff. the insurance is reasonably um met or um they pay for the higher cost thing we had a whole mm. chat about the fire curtain with it. yeah yeah because his match oh. is, is an old theater um and it's had to be retrofitted with a bunch beautiful. of beautiful it's such a gorgeous theatre. But it's had yep. to be retrofitted mm. with a bunch of, like, safety things <laughs> because, like, it's it was very, built before safety was a thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a very traditional – it's very traditional. Um, it's what you is, imagine a Phantom like it, of the Opera theatre would look like. But it's yeah. Little, it's a little Yeah, like theater. a proper little opera house. And yeah. I think it was kind of built for, like, the opera mm, British opera the ballet. House. Or just yeah. a European. Yeah, European, European. Yeah, because yeah. mm. opera isn't yeah. British <laughs> – yeah, I was just saying, like, is over British, as I no. said it. It's like no. it's a, it's just a British pastime. Not later, it's part of culture. It's culture, kind of culture. Like, there's French and there's German and there's Italian. Well, basically, kind of French and Italian mm. and German operas. And yeah. the English did a lot of like, no, the French are very cultured, so let's do their thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's where the image comes time from. Time over there. Yeah. Mm. So we had, so the main roles. That's the other thing that gets me is that a lot of, like a lot of them were, they graduated from WAPA, which is the West Australian Academy of Performing Arts. And you see that a lot with, especially with local productions, but Mm. even like the big touring productions, um, like Frozen, Mm. half the people in the ensemble graduated from WAPA. That's like their training. WAPA is Um, like in Australia now prestigious arts academy. Um, for for musical theatre and no one for musical theatre, yeah, yeah. But so, then there's NIDA and like there are others. Yeah, there are others, but <laughs> it's the prestige one. It's, it's one the, of the top ones. It's yeah. yeah. If you if you can't get into Whopper, you try for NIDA sort of thing. Um, uh, obviously no, you if you want to do acting, you want to get into NIDA. Yeah, but it's and Whopper's your backup. It depends yeah. what the course is. And even yeah. like lately, the musical theatre course kind of isn't that great anymore. Mm. Like it used to be really good, and then they started just chucking out clones. Yep, for a while. Yep, mm. yeah. But so they, but they're all kind of like WA locals as well. Mm. So it's like I don't know. Maybe they were just taking a job that meant they could come home. But they were all really good. I really liked them. Mm. So so this production that we saw um, was originally produced in by Northern Ireland Opera. Which yeah. is Ireland. Ireland. Ireland, yeah. Which seems kind of random. But when I so we got the program and it was free. Yeah. <laughs> I, found, I found better than I found a yep. what did I call her? 
An official person. An official person. She was just standing there. She looked like she was just waiting for her group. And I was like, "Is are you an official person? And she's like, I am. Would you like a program? She's like, take I was like, this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> take this. And then we're like, where are the toilets? She's like, they're right here. <laughs> like, go this way. Yeah, it's she was good. Such so a we good got, official person. Yeah, so we, got the, so we got the program. And in the program is the director's notes. Ooh. And the director, Cameron Menzies, um, so he is from Perth. And he's been living in Ireland, I think. So he started working for the Northern Ireland Opera and he did this production of Into the Woods with them only last year, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and so then he's brought it back to his like home opera company. Yeah. Which makes more sense because I was kind of like, what? Like this seems so random that you pick up like a production. And they shipped over like the whole set. Yeah. So they reimagined the woods there's no trees there's just all this like it's like this big wooden spiral so so almost like a frozen cyclone yeah it's chaos there's like there were that you're looking into it's like on its side yeah so you're looking down like ladders yeah ladders ladders and and buckets and shovels and and all sorts of interesting things yeah yeah and it spirals in and there's like this these stairs that kind of go up the center and they kind of like move around which is the classic um into the woods set with the central stairs and mm. um, just like they create stuff. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, we're in the house now. <laughs> so here's a table. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I haven't watched the Broadway Pro Shop for a long time, but I think they fly in and out s- stuff. Bits and for, pieces. Like the baker's yeah. house and, and different settings, whereas this was just a static. And that's mm. why we were talking about the um, – because they because Caitlin got very excited when we walked in because there was a light There's curtain. a light curtain. <laughs> I'm a kid. They feel the – so they're like they're using the um, smoke machines to create something for the light to catch against. And there's this – the light curtain's pointing at an angle out into the audience. So if you're not in the cheap seats, you can't see the stage at all, but they're not using like a real curtain to hide the stage. It's a light curtain. It was very cool. <laughs> yeah, so it was on like about a forty-five degree angle. Yeah, it pointed like kind of straight out. It pointed over the top slightly of the below the lighting box, which has been cut into the roof because retrofitted old theatre. Um, but like over the the eye line of all seating, so you don't get this bright light in your eyes, no yeah. matter where you are. Yeah. Um, but from the side where yeah. we were, we could, we could see, see a bit. part of the set. And we saw when like the actors all came on stage before it started. Mm. Um, and we're like, oh, my God, it's Cinderella. Yeah. <laughs> and the narrator, and, we were worried we weren't going to be able the to narrator. see the narrator. Yeah, because uh, if he comes out like in the in the Broadway Pro Shot, he like comes out like stage left at the very edge. And I was like, yeah. if he comes out there, we're not going to be able to see him at all. But we couldn't see, what we couldn't see was the baker and the baker's wife. Because yeah. when the when the curtain, and it's like, oh, it's so good. He's got such timing because he yeah. would have had like a second when the 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 lights dim, they do the audience hush, which is always really exciting. Yeah. And then the light curtain just dropped. And um, he goes, once upon a time, didn't like, it was yeah. just like, the timing was brilliant. Like he just would have had to have just been standing there ready he to was, go because he, he yeah, wouldn't have he had a piece or anything. No, he was looking at the stage manager. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, sorry to, to, to be like, this is how it works. But yeah, he, he was like, once he, upon a time. I he just was in that. position. He was doing his old man thing and sh- they would have had someone straighten his lie line that he was looking directly at so he didn't get blinded by the light curtain. Um, he just goes boom <laughs> and calls yeah. the light drop at the same time um and just 
having that once upon a time dun bit for like because the music isn't there yet. Good. Yeah. It's so good. It's it's genius writing for the Mm. like lyrics and music together because it gives the um opera the the um conductor orchestra. Orchestra. Yeah. Yeah. It it gives them their lead in so that like you're not trying to hit the same beat where he starts talking and you're doing the bump together. Like it's yeah it's just so our narrator was Peter Coleman Wright. He's got letters after his name, mm-hmm. A-O, which I think may, means Order of Australia. I don't know why Sounds it's right. Because <laughs> it says at the bottom, it says he holds, he was made an officer in the order. Oh, no, officer of Australia? No, A-O. Australian officer? Yeah, made an Maybe. officer in the Order of Australia. So it's either Australian order or Australian officer or something. Something like yeah, that? Yeah, so he's got, he's got letters after his name. Um, and he was good. He had that. He had the like, that the right voice. They all yeah. They all had really yeah. good voices because they're mm-hmm. all opera singers. They're really good. And then and then it dropped. And then it was like, oh, there's more people on stage that we just couldn't see through the light curtain. Which I don't know why I was surprised by that because <laughs> I know <laughs> how it starts. <laughs> but, but we I couldn't see saying... the baker and his wife, and we couldn't see mm-hmm. the witch. Like we didn't yeah. get to see the witch for I, ages. I saw her arm when she was doing pointing. I was like, that's the witch's arm. And then yeah. Um, we eventually, because they do move across the stage and like yep. move around and such. Um, but yeah, we didn't get to see the first introduction where she walks in and like explains the premise of the show, which beans, is she's, beans, beans. She stole my beans. And, yeah, she, she stole the baby. Oh, well, that's another story. And every, <laughs> that's another story. Never mind. Oh, anyway, <laughs> it's great. Bernadette Peters is just so iconic. Yeah. That. Like, and I knew I'm, I'm like watching this and I'm hearing her and I'm like, she's not Bernadette Peters. And I'm like, I don't know this, but she's doing a good job. But actually my favorite parts that she did mm-hmm. were, um, the last midnight yeah, and, and, um, children will listen that yes. one, like the really emotional yeah. ones, like they were really impactful. I thought she did a really, really fantastic she did a great job, job with that. Because- but she's not as sassy as Bernadette Peters. She's I don't think anyone sassy. can be as sassy. <laughs> so Bernadette all those Peters sassy lives in her own sort of space. But like, yeah, I like, I've no. watched the pro shot. <laughs> you have a sister. Yeah, like you could hear the eye rolling when Bernadette Peters yeah. does it. But when yeah. um, I've forgotten her name because you have the program. When um, our her- um, witch did it, it was like you. It was like her shoulders were like what. You Maria stupid. Mercedes. Yeah, she's good. That's um, who we had. And I get where you're coming from with the whole emotional thing because spoilers for those who haven't seen Into the Woods, there's a bit where um, Rapunzel's upset with the witch and she runs off and she dies and so the witch mm. watches her child die. Get squashed by a giant. And she turns away mm. from everyone who's like screaming and yelling and I'm just having a real rough time and she walks up behind so that there's the main stairs and there's these little like hidden stairs up the side so you could just like pop up the top and she walks up to the top and she's looking off in the direction she's of... She's kind of like dead. Yeah. Like she's that dead inside. Everything just... about her is still and dead and she's aware of everyone but she doesn't care about them right now yeah, and then she goes nothing matters anymore yeah and then she like mm. they're all yelling at each other and they 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 really peak stuff and she's like shh like yeah. this isn't important and i was like i get that i knew the context of the songs i knew what they were trying to say cuz i've 
obviously under I know this musical um but like I cried at that point mm. and I was trying <laughs> really hard not to because it's harder to hear things <laughs> when there's water yeah. everywhere um, and when you're like hmm. Try to hold because it it's, just, it's just gonna get worse from here. <laughs> no, like, like, don't touch your face. Everyone will know you're wiping away tears. Yeah, no one's looking at you anyway. But also, I, have quite I did dry see eyes. you get a tissue. I did see you get a tissue. Oh, it's because I got dry at one point. I've got dry eyes. So when my eyes water, they immediately go, "Oh, okay, full bore faucet here," because I've got dry eyes to start with. Yeah, and so I have so to like, stop. Oh my gosh, that. water! <laughs> because otherwise, I can't see at all. And so, like, I wipe that mm. away, and then I was just crying for a bit. Which you didn't yeah. notice. <laughs> I find just a little um, observation I have with Sondheim musicals. Mm. I find that if I get the cast recording and listen to it, I don't get sucked in. I'm just like, it's too dense for me. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it sounds like Sondheim. Sondheim has mm. a very distinctive kind of sound. And I'm always just like, oh, like none of the songs catch me. I don't quite know what's going on. I think just because there's just so much going on and the words are so quick and witty. You get a bit clever. overwhelmed. Um, but if I see a production, so if I like watching the pro shot of Into the Woods, I'm like, I get it. I understand. This is amazing. And then I can take the cast recording and listen to that and I'm sucked in and I know what's going on. And that's pretty much every Stephen Sondheim musical for me. I wonder if that's because you're born neurotypical than I am because mm. I'm the other way I'm around. Very, I'm I very s- visual though. Yeah. Like, I'm a very visual person. Yeah. So if I don't see what's going on, you, you don't I'm kind of like, it. I don't, yeah. yeah. Mine's a mix because like if I go into a son, like a Sondheim musical blind and I'm watching it, I'm so overwhelmed with what I'm like, how much I'm seeing and how much is going on and what I'm listening to. There's too much information being chucked at me. I, mm. I can't, pay attention and I know I'm missing things and that means I can't pay attention because I'm trying to catch up on the things that I've missed. Yeah. Whereas if I've heard the music, I know what the songs are going to be. So my brain can run the song for me whilst I'm focusing on like, where are the what actors? What are they doing? On? What's the stage? Is that a light yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas that's the opposite. If I only hear the words and the music, it's not enough. The information is coming too quick for me to process it quickly yeah. enough. I need to see it all together and get like different forms yeah yeah and like that's that's like awesome and valid and, and cool um it's yeah. just I just found that interesting that we are the opposite yeah for that kind of yeah thing. they were different yeah yeah it's, yeah it is interesting so but I am so familiar with this musical and I've had this before where I've gone to see a musical that I've like listened to on repeat and I just love and then and I'm just sitting there watching it and then everyone starts laughing and I'm like oh yeah <laughs> that's a joke like I know it's a joke but I'm not like laugh out loud cracking up I'm like I'm like it is it's funny but I know it's coming so like the impact isn't as much and then I always feel really sad like all of I love agony yeah agony like it's just it's just so good but like I'm just sitting there like this is delightful and, and yeah. like people like in the audience are cracking up and I'm like oh yeah yes it's also hilarious yeah but I'm just finding it really delightful yeah <laughs> But that's that's joy expression, though. Like, mm. yeah. you, and speaking of the princes, yeah. they wore kilts. They wore kilts. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, which I suppose is Irish. Yeah, we always think of it is as it? Scottish, but yeah. it's also Irish. It's Irish, mm. it's vaguely the same. But they they wore area. the proper thing. Um, mm. Like I know just enough about kilts that like the the 
I'm going to call them badges. They're not badges. They're something else, but I've forgotten the word. So we're calling them badges right now. Um, the corner of the kilt, the um, the prince that's going to inherit the kingdom, the inline prince, had the princely sword thing. And yeah, the and he had the second, gold trim on his stuff. Yeah, Cinderella's prince. Cinderella's prince, and then the second prince, the spare, he had like a, just like a medallion type thing. Um, so yeah. it wasn't like this is silver. the in waiting, and he's in, he's the silver one. So he can go like prance about being prince. a pretty pretty prince boy, and yeah. not be too worried mm-hmm. <laughs> about. And the because there's the double up with the wolf. Yeah. So Cinderella's Ooh. prince also plays the wolf, yes. which is. West Side Story. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. Just imagine I'm clicking my fingers. It's not very, I'm not very good at clicking my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, little girl. And he was wearing the kilt too. So different kilt though. We saw it. Like yeah, it was a different change out of the kilt. Um, yeah. Same um, socks. I'm just, I'm just, I liked it because I find like in the pro shot with the wolf suit and he's got the like, dick cod piece. Yeah. <laughs> That's so distracting. I'm always like, he's just like, Got a dick. But (laughs) it was really good because instead of doing like a wolf mask thing, they had him as the wolf, but he had like black eyeshadow all up on his eyes when he's being the wolf. And there was one bit where I'm going to call him Prince Charming because that's Cinderella's prince, um, uh-huh. is on the stage doing Prince Charming things and they've taken it off and then, like, a couple of minutes later the wolf's back and they put it back on. It's so, like, that was a really rapid yeah. makeup change. And, like, yeah, who when he's in the bed, <laughs> yeah. which was, which was fun. It so was The whole, the, the, like, <laughs> the extra props and things were, it was very pantomime. It was like, very panto, very, but, like. And I suppose as, that's kind of Irish, that kind of UK tradition of like but it's panto. also like um the opera is is excessive and big and and like overwhelming emotion with like the big eyes and the eyebrows doing things as well um yeah depending on which school of opera you follow so they're like opera and panto at the same time so like the narrator's moving things around <laughs> yeah he had a lot of um prop work and, he, and they're like he has the, he has the birds on like a fishing rod thing that in yeah. Cinderella's birds that she talks to, and so he just like comes out with them. So he like does his narrator bit, and then he walks off and gets handed something, and he, and it's not like they're not being sneaky about it. No. He's just like I do this, and then I just do this. Yeah, <laughs> like, and like I'm doing it. First major deviation from um, the pro shot, um, and the one we saw is in the pro shot Cinderella's dress sort of falls from the heavens <laughs> um, yeah, and she from, catches like, the birds. it. Yeah, the birds come down, she talks to them, they fly up and then the, the dress falls. So that's that's something that they've set up in the in the, um, in the the um fly in the wings sort of thing. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> in our production, the narrator turns away <laughs> Just, and he gets this very nice box, it's a very nice cardboard box, and she's singing to the birds and such and um, the spirit of the willow tree is singing back at her and he just sort of very gentlemanly presents the box and opens it yeah. for her and she pulls yeah. her shoes just and this dress out which Erin was oh, disappointed I'm so about. so disappointed <laughs> yeah because the dress that she pulled out is so not it the had one like she wore. the top but the skirt was like shimmery gold yeah. and I was like oh my god it's so shiny but then when she put the dress on it was not shimmery gold and I was very disappointed. Yeah so I saw it and went that's 
like leftovers from the dress that they've made and they've just sort of and just I knew it was going to be a prop. pinned it together. Like I knew it was yeah. a prop, but I thought it would um, be the version of the actual dress. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she takes that and runs off and I'm like, oh, this is how this is going to go. This is going to be amazing. And then like the next insanely amazing bit is when Milky White dies. So they're all oh like arguing on the stage, doing their big dilemma so plot. Milky, he just sort White, of Milky White was on a tricycle. So yeah. Milky White was just this like crappy cow on a tricycle, which was very obviously a tricycle. So you yeah. just pulled in the tricycle. Like, and it's back deliberately and forth. done that way because like Milky White is a dilapidated cow. So like, cow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... He, he, they're all arguing as such and they've got Milky White and Red's cloak on top of Milky White and he, the narrator just like walks in while they're yelling at each other and he takes the cloak and he hands it to the stage assistants or whoever and then he just like lifts Milky White off the tricycle and like then there's a cow noise and he's like acting out the death throes of this cow and then gently <laughs> lies her on the floor and walks away and I'm just like and perfect. The, whole, like, the rest of the cast are just like watching yeah. And then he walks all the way off and they go, oh, no, Milky oh. White. <laughs> <laughs> and like, so it's But perfect. he does it so seriously as well. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I am an artiste. Like, yes. <laughs> it's the gravitas of the moment. Yes. And, and the actors are watching in just pure horror. They're watching this cow die sort of thing. And you're seeing that, but it's, it's, it's like heightened to like 15 <laughs> whatever it's just it's so <laughs> heightened like their eyes are wide open they're like shocked and then like the highlight of the production oh. was <laughs> no the highlight of the production was every single time the um very attractive ugly stepsisters entered the scene oh, yeah, they and were did great. anything <laughs> they, they were, were so very panto <laughs> yeah they were good yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the mum and was, was very good. They there was one. Good. There was one bit where the prince is galloping along on his horse, and and that they didn't have any horses or anything. So yeah, he's so just he's just like doing a little gallop. Down. And the yeah. the what's his the his um steward. steward the steward's behind him, but he was just clapping to make the horse noises. Yeah, was like, don't didn't even have coconuts. Your coconuts. Yes. <laughs> if Again, you're going to do a multi python, you have to do it correctly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was. It just we sort of jumped about all over the place. It was just a wonderful staging. Um, the set itself was perfect, um, exactly what they needed to use. The actors used the space really well. Um, mm. The baker was a very serious actor. Oh, yes, the yes. baker. So, yes. Helen, you came and saw Matilda with us, didn't you? Yes. So, uh, the baker was James Miller, who played Miss Trunchbull in the Australian ah, tour of Matilda. Yeah. So first of all, I'm watching him and about halfway through Act 1, I was like, he looks like Matthew Perry. <laughs> and I think I told you that in yeah. um, in the intermission, Caitlin. Yeah. But then in the intermission, I was like reading his bio and it said that he played Miss Trunchbull. And I was like, I wonder if we saw him. And then after that, I was like, he looks like Miss Trunchbull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I can see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, I looked it up. I went and looked at our program. Same guy. He played it um, very straight, very dramatic, um, and his wife was pure panto frantic energy and it was perfect. Yeah, they were great. They mm. were so good. 
think um, the baker's wife is like the meatiest role. Oh, it's it would be the funnest role to play because like you come, you start with like I'm coming, I'm coming on the adventure, and then you they, she's got her own little side adventure, and um, she gets to yell at the baker and be mad, and then she gets to be like, um. Yeah, they have an interesting their yeah. relationship dynamic kind of changes yeah. throughout, and it's really interesting because they're pretty. They're kind of the protagonists, kind of. Like it's kind of about them, and everyone else is kind of wrapped up in their mission because they're the ones that need to get like Kate the cow is white as milk. The cow is white as milk. Her hair is golden. Something yellow is corn. Yellow is corn. <laughs> uh, the, the shoe is red. Some- blood. Uh, the shoes yeah, red, something golden. something yeah. she was golden um, something yeah. yeah yeah so they yeah so it's them <laughs> interacting with everyone around them like as they come into the story and they need to like get something from them they mm. are the thread that combines all yeah, of the stories together. together yeah yeah um and cinderella got, sorry Cinderella's a bit boring. I think they've got the most kind of um, development, like their characters. But also you can have the baker and his wife be completely different people depending on how the actors take it. And yeah. they like it's it's such a good role, um, especially because they can play off each other. So like the more ridiculous and flamboyant the wife got, the baker got more serious and like, no, no, we can't do that. That's, that's too out, out of like the normal um and then and he does it and then he does it and- like he turns around and is like yeah okay we're doing this now and I like the yeah. bit where he's he's out in the forest he's he had three and then he ended up with two and then it, it, like he's, he's doing that thing and then he's like do I even want a kid <laughs> it's really stressful yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah when he tries to steal red's hood yeah and, and she she's screams. like really obnoxious and he's like oh my god <laughs> yeah like is this what having um, a kid is gonna I, be like yeah I dislike mm-hmm. Cinderella I think that like I think Cinderella the is fine but is... I find her character annoying but also I think that Cinderella is me I'm the most indecisive person in the whole world yeah and so I see her and I'm like ooh. So I the Cinderella <laughs> character is very like there's not a lot to her that and I agree with that. But the Cinderella that we saw know. was fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. She was she's, great. Yeah, she's she like really I'm acting with my arms. <laughs> oh yeah, acting to the to the festival. Yeah, she has yeah. like does like jazz hand. Yeah, like, yeah. They did the a lot of dancing as well. They, they did do dance. I was dance surprised things. at the dancing, but also she yeah. did the best falls. Like she was coming down oh. the stairs, and she's like, "I'm gonna face plant. I'm doing it," and she did it <laughs> every she time. Had a good fall. And was it Jack who had a good fall? Someone else did a good fall later in the second act. Oh, I thought it was one the- of the guys. It might have been Jack. Or I know Jack. Jack stumbled a lot. I Someone don't think face it was planted. It the wolf. It wasn't. No, the, the wolf's baker. only in it for a little bit, and then he's gone. Mm, not one of the princes. No. It was. It was a dude, and it might have been Jack, or it might have been like either one of the princes or the steward. No, the steward was very. Someone else stacked it real good, yeah. and I was like, I think it was that Jack. Was a good fall. Oh, because yeah. he he stacked it in front of Red, and Red's like, "What are you doing?" Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they do that dare, like dare you yeah. can't go and get the harp. Oh, yeah. Red and Jack, like yeah, that was I, that was really delightful. so like good on their own. I I totally believe that she was like a a young girl. Um, mm. And at the end, <laughs> so the the um bit where they're like they're trying to fight the second giant and um Red's 
gone home and found out that like her fa- her house is flattened and she's come back and she's like, oh yeah, they might and still Granny's be alive somewhere. Too. Granny's gone and she's like come to the realization that the giant squashed her entire family. Mm. Um, and mm. Cinderella's like, that is so hard, and I am right here. And it was like, okay, I'm crying. But then I was watching Red's face, and I was like, don't, don't you not cry because that means I'm gonna have to cry for you. And then, <laughs> and then they do the duet bit where the baker's sort of explaining very gently to Jack that like. The giant didn't kill your mum, but your mum is actually dead. <laughs> she was trying to protect you, loved you, and Jack's yeah. going through the whole like, oh, we can make it better, she'll be fine. And he's like, no, we're not going to be able to yeah. make that and one he's better. Like, this, I need to murder the steward. Yeah, and he gets <laughs> angry. Like, mm. And he's like pulling him back. And then Jack, they start singing the song, and Jack just turns into the baker and he lays his little head on the baker's shoulder. Mm. And they do that, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, it was really sweet, and and I really admire the baker, yeah, for just coming straight out and telling Jack exactly what happened. Like he didn't yeah. try to sugarcoat it. He wasn't mean. He just said, "Look, I'm sorry, your yeah. mother's dead. I have to tell." And you. then asked, yeah, "Yeah, and this is how it happened." Yeah, like really. It was, and yeah, then it was really when nice Jack's moment. like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this," and he's like, "Don't do that." And he's like, "But why?" And it's like, "Okay, fine, oh, go okay. and do it." Yeah, just actually. Do it. <laughs> no that's not the right thing let's let's sit in your feelings for a minute sort of thing and And I think that was part of because part of the baker's arc especially towards the end and in the second act when he's like the baby always cries when I hold it like he's not a very good it isn't his fatherhood doesn't come naturally to him that Mm. parenting but it's not Um, about so he has all these kind of almost parenting moments and even with like Jack when he's like fuck it I'm not your parent and then he's like no and then does yeah, you need the parenting anyway yeah. and then eventually at the end he comes he comes back for the baby and because is like, that's okay. the moral of the entire thing so we, into the woods ends with a moral which is mm. parent children will listen children will listen parent Careful the child the you have things you say Children yeah. Listen. So Careful don't parent the, the child you do, that you would like to children have. Children would see. Yeah, exactly. And don't lie to them and don't pretend like your failures um, or like your foibles as a human aren't things that they can see yeah. and take on. And don't be a hypocrite. Yeah. Like, Careful exactly. before you, you say, exactly. listen to me. Because children will listen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so effectively parent the child you have and if you want your child to grow into such a type of person, you have to be that person first, mm. not force them into a mould because it's just easier for you. That was a thing I read online once when, like, a daughter asked his father, a father was asking about how do I make sure my daughter doesn't, you know, get involved with terrible men. It's like, well, be an example of a good man then. Yeah. Because that's yeah, what she'll look like in him. What, that, what to that's look what she, for. Sort yeah. Of yeah. Don't yeah. tell, show, which is a great part of storytelling. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, this musical, Into the Woods, is just... A masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. By the late, great Stephen Sondheim. Mm. He gave us so much. Yeah. And it was still too soon, even though he was like 91 or something. (laughs) (laughs) He was an active 91. Yeah, it wasn't like he'd retired and gently faded into the night. He was like still Mm. active Mm. and involved. And he seemed to be a good person like he paid it forward like he was so in the community he was so welcoming to like new songwriters Mm. and and was like generous 
with his knowledge and with his experience. Like, mm. which just that's how people should be. Like, all these like tortured artists that were total assholes, but look at the stuff they did. It's like, yeah, but look at Stephen Sondheim, mm. who wasn't an asshole, and look at the stuff he did. Like, mm. it's you the best. You yeah. don't have to have experienced trauma to be able to create something beautiful, and you don't have to be an asshole to be mm. one of the best. And if you have experienced trauma, you don't have to be an asshole about it. No. <laughs> Obviously, I'm pretty sure he experienced some trauma. Yeah. He had oh, some everyone's going on. experienced trauma yeah. in their life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, the, but he the, wasn't an asshole about it. Yeah, yeah. And if you know that someone is in the midst of their trauma or has not like learnt from it, it doesn't mean that they they get a free pass at being an asshole. But it, mm. we communicate it so we can be more understanding. <laughs> yes. Yes. Be Anything the baker wanna... when Jack is having a hard time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else we want to say about this production? Um, uh, it was... Helen doesn't know. <laughs> like, well, I, 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 know like, I know some of the songs. Yeah. What's your favourite like, song? You know the words of the songs. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's what, like, I, I've heard them all recently. The movie, what, once? No, I've heard the songs a couple of times because I found them. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I like this song. Like, Helen absorbs Some people hear you. I think that's oh, my that's, favorite one. That's yeah, that's, that's the, the song one. I was talking about where yeah. um, Cinderella is comforting Red no and alone. yeah, no one is alone, no one is alone, which is both incredibly <laughs> uplifting and incredibly Sadness. realistic. If you're going to be a dick to someone, you're like be aware <laughs> that they have people, <laughs> so mm. you're not alone. But neither is the person that you're being aggressive towards. So. Like, try and think about both sides of a story before you start, like, flailing about stabbing people. So that was our adventure to the opera. Opera. Have you seen or been in a production of Into the Woods? Can you enlighten us on how opera companies work? You can find us on Twitter or Instagram at isn'titneatpod or you can email us on isn'titneatpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave us a review. That really helps us out. Thanks for listening. Now go and enjoy something you think is neat. I wish!